Faith, Hope and Love, episode 146, Sunday, March 17th, 2019, the second Sunday of Lent, Year C. We continue on our Lenten journey in this second week of Lent. I hope your time of prayer, penance and good works is going really well and that it is a time of wonderful renewal and spiritual riches. This weekend we hear that wonderful incident of the transfiguration of the Lord on the mountaintop when God's glory is revealed in its fullness for a moment and then returns to normal. It's not as if God's glory was there for that moment and wasn't there before or after. God's glory was with Christ always, for he is God the Son. But it was revealed to those who saw him for that moment to highlight what was happening unseen all the time. I wonder how much we miss of God's glory in the ordinary moments of our life. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Remember your compassion, O Lord, and your merciful love, for they are from of old. Let not our enemies exult over us. Redeem us, O God of Israel, from all our distress. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this second Sunday of Lent in Year C. My brothers and sisters, trusting in God's mercy and love, let us call to mind our sins. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy and grant us your salvation. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have Let us pray. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. 
chapter 15, verses 5 to 12 and 17 to 18. The Lord said to Abram, Look toward the heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then the Lord said to Abram, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought the Lord all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The Word of the Lord The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom shall I shrink? O Lord, hear my voice when I call. Have mercy and answer. Of you my heart has spoken. Seek his face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face. Dismiss not your servant in anger. You have been my help. I am sure I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in him, hold firm and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Chapter 3, verses 17 to chapter 4, verse 1. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may conform to the body of his glory, by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, my beloved, in the Lord in this way. 
the word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the bright cloud the Father's voice is heard. This is my Son, the Beloved, listen to him. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But Peter did not know what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my Son, my Chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And the disciples kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord This weekend's Gospel of the Transfiguration of the Lord is a wonderful reminder that God's glory is around us all the time, in the people and events of life. But it's not always as obvious as this moment where Jesus experienced transfiguration, where his face literally shone like light. We have all had high point moments, that is when something extraordinarily special happens to us in our lives, and it is as though the veil between this life and the next is temporarily parted and we glimpse heaven, and we gain a sweet taste of God's glory and wonder, but then those moments are gone and we're back to the everyday events of life. But those high point moments are there to spur us on and to remind us that God's glory is always present. The spiritual writer Thomas Merton put it this way, Every one of us walks around the streets of this town shining like the sun, if only we knew it. Yes indeed, if only we realise this, the glory and grace of God shines in and around all of his beautiful creation, mostly lost under the cover of everyday busyness and bustle. St. Augustine in his writings describes a fascinating and beautiful moment, which in many ways is like a little moment of transfiguration in his own life story. 
It happened when St. Augustine and his mother, St. Monica, were just talking together while they stayed in a villa at the seaside port of Ostia in Rome, Italy. They were in deep discussion, sharing their faith and their hopes. Augustine writes, My mother and I were alone, leaning from a window which overlooked the garden in the courtyard of the house where we were staying in Ostia. Our conversation led us to speak of many things. Our thoughts ranged over the whole compass of material things in their various degrees up to the heavens themselves, from which the sun and the moon and the stars shine down upon the earth. Higher still we climbed, thinking and speaking all the while in wonder at all that God had made. At length we came to our own souls, and passed beyond them to that place of everlasting plenty. And when we spoke of the eternal wisdom, longing for it, and straining it with all the strength of our hearts, for one fleeting instant we reached out and touched it. Then with a sigh we returned to the sound of our own speech, in which each word has a beginning and an ending. Far, far different from your word, O Lord, who abides forever, yet never grows old, and gives new life to all things. What a beautiful quote from a beautiful incident. That's from St. Augustine's Confessions, Book 9, Chapter 10. This beautiful little incident is like a little echo of the transfiguration of our Lord on the mountaintop where Jesus, who is God the Son, his divinity shines through for an instant in its fullness, and then the next moment everything returns to normal once more, and seems as ordinary as it was before. But those who experience this moment of transfiguration really are never quite the same again. They're touched profoundly to the depth of their being, by the deep experience of God's eternal glory and grace. This is like a glimpse of what lies behind the curtain and it's beautiful, truly beautiful. God gives us these occasional glimpses of divinity, nothing quite like our Lord, he was unique, but God does give us different kinds of little glimpses of glory. A divinity which, by the way, actually surrounds us always but we cannot always see it. Most times we do not recognise God's glory in the midst of ordinary life. These glimpses, these moments are special. The trouble is, when we get these special moments, it's understandable that we would want to settle there and hold on to the profound experience and stay with it forever, just like St. Peter. Perhaps it's part of the human condition that we clutch at the messenger as if they were the message itself that we want to hold on to and keep experiencing all those extraordinary moments instead of reveling in the profound subtlety of the ordinary and the everyday where 90% of our lives are lived out. If God is not present and active in the ordinary moments of our lives then it makes no sense. Thank goodness that God very much is involved fully in the everyday and ordinary moments. That's precisely where God can be found. And similarly, the glory of God revealed in Christ was as present and as active when he was walking along a dusty path between towns 
looking to all the world like any other ordinary traveller, as it did when he shone with pure light on that mountain top. This whole transfiguration incident is God's way of saying, See this? See this profound experience of glory? Good. Now go back to the usual program. But remember, this man has my complete confidence and blessing. This is my son. This glory is in him always, at every moment, even in the mundane, even in the boring and tedious moments, and even ultimately as he suffers and dies on a cross, appearing to look like nothing to all the world but a common criminal. Look deeper, look beyond appearances. That is exactly what the disciples did on the mountain top. This experience was astounding, extraordinary and beautiful. So, Peter says, let's stay here. Let's build three tents and remain in this moment on this mountain top forever. We too can be tempted to stop the journey and stay at the oasis instead of seeing it for what it is, a momentary encouragement and a long haul still remains for us the bigger picture. Jesus made the disciples snap out of their misunderstanding. No, they cannot just stay on the mountaintop. There's much to be done back in the towns, and at the end of the road lies the unavoidable, Calvary. God occasionally sends us exceptional spiritual moments to encourage us, prompt us, renew, challenge or refocus us. But ultimately we can't stay at that level, as St. Peter mistakenly tried to do in today's Gospel. And it would be futile trying to replicate the same ways of getting those special mountaintop experiences on a regular basis. We must trust that God will give us what we need in due time and in the ways and times of God's choosing. If we go around looking for the dramatic mountaintop experiences of spiritual life, or for that matter the extraordinary moments in life generally, we could easily miss the countless little moments of ordinary grace that fill up even the most ordinary or seemingly unexceptional day. There are also many saints in the life of the church who went years, sometimes decades, without any exceptional spiritual consolations. Because not getting those big spiritual experiences does not mean that we're doing something wrong. Those saints continued to live the ordinary moments of their life in exceptional devotion, faith and good works. God is constantly reminding us of what Augustine himself wrote as well. Despite that wonderful moment of grace he described in his writings, he also wrote something even more profound. Loving God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. God does not always act in ways according to our own expectations. God is in charge. We are humble servants whose eyes are always on the hand of our Master, waiting for the slightest movement so that we might leap up and answer whatever is requested. And at all times, as the psalm says today, hope in Him, hold firm and take heart, hope in the Lord. The Apostles' Creed 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As people of the new covenant, we come with the faith of Abraham to pray. that this season of Lent may be a time of renewed faith for all members of the Church. Lord, hear us. That people dispossessed of their homeland may find peace and justice in their adopted country. Lord, hear us that those who are searching for purpose in life may find it in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, hear us. That our community may deepen its faith in the crucified and risen Lord. Lord, hear us. In gratitude and thanksgiving for the many little blessings that we receive in life, the everyday graces and blessings. Lord, hear us. For those who are ill and all who care for them, that they may receive healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. that all who have fallen asleep in Christ may arrive in their homeland of heaven, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty and glorious God, you revealed your desire to establish a covenant with your people. As daughters and sons of the new covenant, we now ask you to listen to our prayers offered in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. 
And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures for ever, and keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion blot out my offence. Oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. 
O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean, O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.